Hi, and welcome to episode five of All Things YJ. This is Itzy. This week, we've got a very special edition. They're all special in their own each way, but we're going to take a look at camp history from really the last 25 years. And with me today are two kind of modern day historians, if you will. We've got from Dollar 01, Joshua Peach Goldstein, and from the Dollar 13, Jackson Bunis. Jackie Drama, how are you guys? A pleasure to be here, Itzy, with uh, Jackson and to talk about uh, one of my favorite topics. Yeah, I am so thrilled to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you guys, to me at least, who, who you know, kind of the unofficial Wadja historian, are the guys who, you know, I think know if you have to reference something that happened in the last 25 years, I would go to you guys first because if you go to me, I will normally get the years wrong or the, you know, I'll get them mixed up. My years, no problem. But your years, you, this is where I turn to you guys. So starting with you, Peach, how did your family get to CYJ? Yeah, that's uh, that was my brother, Aaron Goldstein. Uh, he, he's the one who shows YJ. He went on a tour of all the you know Jewish New Hampshire camps, Yavna, Tel Noor, Tevya. Uh, my parents, my mom had gone to Yavna. My dad had gone to Tel Noor, but. Uh, he chose YJ. I think he knew some friends from Schechter that were going there, and uh, that's where he went. And the uh, two Goldsteins, my brother Lewis, and then myself afterwards, just followed suit. And what, what dollars was Aaron and uh, and Louis? Yeah, Aaron was a dollar ninety five, the Grateful Dollar. Uh, you you must love those shirts, Etsy. Uh, yeah, I do. And, and then Lewis was dollar ninety seven. Right on, right. I, who I led the uh, Israel trip with Alana Strauss from Dollar uh, ninety seven there. there yeah, Look at that. That's my, my lone connection. And Jackson, how did the, the Bunis family get involved with CYJ? Um, so I believe I had to double check with my parents because I always just thought I showed up there. Um, but my mom was uh, very good, or is very good family friends with the Tatur family, and they sent a bunch of kids. They sent all four of their kids to YJ. And so through them, uh, we heard about the camp. And then my oldest sister started, I believe, in 01, Peachy or Dalit summer. And then my two older sisters went, Dalit 06 and Dalit 09. And then I started in 2008. And then I have my two cousins, uh, Jillian, Dalit 2010, and Sam Bunis, Dalit 14. That's so great. since 01, there's been a Bunis at camp. Yes, and that, and when there's multiple bunuses, that's a bunai, correct? Yes, the the, the plural of bunus is bunai. Uh, yeah, just making sure. So, Peach and, and Jackson, you guys can answer this any way you want, but what what do you remember best about your camper years? You know, Peach from '96 to '01. Yeah, um, I remember how cool it was that actually starting in Olive, my uh, big brother Dan Weber and the Olive Dollar Big brother program came back and was my counselor as a CA and was a counselor for my age group all the way up through when we, he was my Dalit counselor. And I think that was, had a huge impact, uh, ha- having him and Brian Kesselman and Dan Gorski, uh, you know, be our counselors kind of throughout. And, and they really impacted us as campers and just, you know, the, the, you know, and I think we'll get deeper into this, but the magic moments at camp, um, you know, there's plenty to remember with, basketball tournaments and uh Maccabia and evening programs but it was kind of the 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 moments that we did in between the things that we as campers created uh you know for ourselves that that, that always stick out to me 
great. That's great. Jackson, and to you, what, what do you remember most about your camper years, which were, to me, kind of recent? Yeah, so I was a camper from 08 to 13. For me, it was like those magical moments that Peach was talking about. For me, it was always like those banquets, you know, end of the month banquets, or just the impromptu staff banquets that always got me so excited because, you know, you would be a little wary about like what's going on in the dining hall. The windows are closed. And that helped me like really get into the magic of camp of like, what is going on right now? Oh, there's an entire theme just taking over the dining hall uh, on a Monday morning or something. So that was always, you know, those were the standouts for me. Uh, that's great. I love I love that stuff too because using, even as an adult, you have no idea what's going on sometimes. And and even though you're maybe in on the planning, sometimes you're left out. Maybe they're planning an event about you. But yeah, that those magical moments and the best, as you guys well know, is when they happen organically. And you're like, and the whole camp acts as one. It's 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 priceless. It's kind of the best thing we got going there. Now, both of you have been uh, were ca- campers and counselors under Ken Cornreich, uh, correct? That is correct. Yes. You know, I was there when he was hired to take over for the previous director, which was Dr. Charles Rodman, who the dining hall is named after uh, now. And, you know, that first year, it was really, I came up a little late and I was working in program and uh, the, Stu uh, Peskin was also there, or, or who just passed away last fall or, uh, as the program director. So you had like, kind of like not a power struggle, but, you know, Charles didn't really want to, didn't give up the directorship that easy. And it took a little while for Ken to really gain the whole trust of the staff. So we got in 92 and 93, especially 93 when he was, Charles was no longer there. I think that's when it really started, but it probably took five or six years to completely overhaul. And that's just like a a regular camp generation. But the way they turned it from kind of a us versus them, staff versus administration to a family, and including Marcy in this as well, made it more like a mishpucha like we all know it is today, correct? Yeah, I I think you're the nail on the head. Just talking to my counselors, talking to my brothers, um, you know, the, the stories that they told from when kind of camp was like when they were campers and even hearing from some of their counselors and hearing from you. Uh, the, the, the way that camp really made you feel like you were just in a family. And, and I know that that's from the top down. That was, that, that, that was the goal that I, I saw from Ken and Marcy and, and the love that they had for their, their, their campers, their staff. Um, and, and, and that, that went beyond just the counselors. I, I think that the way that the kitchen staff and the grounds crew staff, uh, you know, were treated and loved. And you're talking about, uh, staff that came from, you know, other countries, and this was their impression of America, and this was their impression of Jews in America, uh, the, the, the way that Ken and Marcy treated them and the love and respect that they gave them and how they cared for them has just been amazing. And I think what you said earlier about getting that second chance, because because if, you know, if we say they're the kids, the staff are the kids, the campers are the kids, you know, you're going to disappoint your parents every once in a while. But, you know, it's life. You make mistakes. And that, I thought that second chance uh thing was just just wonderful thing to add into it now peach you were on staff for a long time from 03 to 14 correct yeah so you and peach uh, you and uh, jackson excuse me you overlap several years but maybe five or six how many i guess he started in 08 so about, 08, six, years. Yeah, about six yeah six or seven summers now peach my the, your first summer as a ca was my first summer back jackson i was actually uh, head of judaica 
you can believe it because there's pictures in the yearbook. But Peach, I got to say that you were instrumental and helped me and Dave Flagler. And what, what was the British guy's name? James Adelson? Yeah, James. Uh, yeah. Master Splinter. What would what, you call him? Master Splinter. Everyone thought he kind of walked around and looked like a Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But I tell you, you guys helped me through, you know, a position that I was unfamiliar with. I knew camp and I knew how to, you know, get through a service, but it, it was, it was wonderful. Now, Jackson, do you remember seeing Peach around camp and like, what were your impressions of Peach? Um, well, I have to say my, my camper experiences are kind of bookended by Peach. I mean, he, you two were running the area my first year um, in 08, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then my doll at summer, one of the memories we always talk about is, you know, we were a bunch of crazy dollar campers and we thought it'd be funny to order a bunch of stuff on canteen that wasn't actually on the list. And one of the things that we put on, I don't know, maybe four or five times in a row, we had a bunch of people just checking off celery on the canteen list. We would write it in and then we would get like the entire bunk of 20 plus kids to all order celery on canteen. And then Peach came in one night and he, you sat us down on our beds and you made it seem like you were super angry at us. And then you just pulled out from behind your back a container of celery. And you said, who the heck orders celery on canteen? And we all just went crazy. Um, but you also taught us, Peach, one of the most important things that my age group always talks about. And I think is one of the most important things about camp is just having these organic moments, uh, things that come about naturally and that you're not trying to force and that that's the kind of stuff that you remember. Um, and so we've always tried to have that be what we, you know, what we did as campers. And then what we tried to teach our campers once we were counselors was that it's just all about creating these organic moments um, at camp. That's great. I love, yeah, that's that's the best stuff. Now, Peach was, Peach, after you were a counselor for a couple of years, your fourth or fifth summer, you ended up uh, being assistant in the boys area along with uh, the head of the air was our good friend, Scott Chellis. How was it working with Scott? Yeah. So I, I, I'll I'll take you back a little bit uh, in that, uh, you know, it was at a very weird trajectory. You know, Avi uh, Lasser always kind of joked about, uh, you know, there was like normal camp trajectory, you know, two or three years as a, as a regular bunk counselor. And then you got to be head of a department and then you might get a chance to be one of the kind of the higher administrators in your fourth or fifth summer. And for me, I was a, a B1 counselor back-to-back years, and then I was a B11 counselor uh, for uh, or for the second half of the 2004 summer and then the 2005 summer. And then in 2006, as just my, uh, I guess that was my fourth year on staff, it was when I was with Scott um, and, and, and hopped into the head of the area. And, and it was just another amazing uh, op- just camp opportunity. Um, you know, S- Scott is is fantastic at working with the campers. He's fantastic at working with the staff. Uh, he, he's very uh, direct and straightforward with everybody. Uh, he had a great relationship with Ken and Marcy, had a great relationship uh, with the other administrators. And, you know, all, all of that just paid off into kind of that, the, the great vibe that, that we wanted to have. And, uh, you know, and how we wanted boys area to run. And, uh, it, you know, it was just a, a fantastic year and learning how an area runs and learning how to work with not just the campers, which I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on as a counselor, but then also how to manage the staff. 
Exactly. And a little fun fact, Pete, you didn't finish the 06 season. You were, uh, you had a, you had a good training for college, yeah, something like that. Yeah. We, uh, I was the basketball team manager and student, uh, coach for the Muhlenberg men's basketball team. And we had a trip to Italy to, uh, tour Italy and play three games against, uh, Italian teams. And so that conflicted with about the last week of camp and, uh, Ken was, uh, Nice enough to let me go. You know, he, he he was nice enough to let me miss out on a couple things over the years. So there you go. And he filling in admirably was our very own Sam Hochberg, who is our maintenance director, another member of the Dollar Ninety Five, along with Aaron Goldstein. So Jackson, you, here's another funny. Uh, you're both from Newton. You're both uh, Jackson. This, you actually accomplished this. Peach did not. Peach was supposed to be head of drama in '06. He forgot to mention that. But drama, <laughs> drama, Jackson. That you led uh, the drama department. With Dollar, your Dollar Counselor summer. No, I led it um, the year, year before. before. Year yeah, before, I was okay. I was head of drama in 2017. Um, I mean, drama was a, a staple of mine uh, throughout my camp career. I did the play a bunch, and um, I got to learn from some of the best who did it. I mean, I draw a lot of inspiration from Ori. Um, another Ori Aini, of course. Ori Aini, an international staff member who kept coming back because of the family that camp created. Um, and yeah, I got to run the drama department. I think it's one of the hardest jobs in camp, but one I love to do it. That's great. Yeah. But I recall being cast as, uh, uh Joseph's father in the, uh, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor. Yes, you did, <laughs> uh, you did uh, have uh, a fun little cameo there. Yeah. Here, here's the funny thing. I walk out of the stage, people start laughing. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not a comedy. <laughs> it's a musical. Anyway, it was that was a blast to do that with the kids, you know, even at my advanced age. All right, guys, you want to play a little uh, a little uh, CYJ history and talk about some things and see how good we can name every year and, and fun stuff like that? I'm game. All right. That's good to me. All right, let's let's go. Let's so let's go with drama heads. Can you name can you name all the drama heads, uh, Jackson or Peach? That's a tough one. Since when? Since your beginning, so Peach, you started in '96. That's a tall oh, order. Yeah, so, so we had Ra- Rachel or Ra- Raquelli or something. She be in '96, and then and, and they did uh, they they did the Wiz or or something like that, and she became programmer the next year. Um, oh. Well, yeah, that's that's next programmers. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think uh, who who else. Uh, through the years, Darren Richmond at one point, he was fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like Darren Richmond from him on Facebook all the time. Yeah. Um, he, he was fantastic. And, and then Rachel green, uh, who was uh, Darren Richmond's, uh, friend, Matt green came to camp and then his sister, Rachel green came to camp. So that's one I can remember. And then of course, uh, when I was supposed to lead it or Mashiach took over for me. Right. Uh, Rachel Helligman. What what year was that? Oh, three. Oh, you know who I skipped, I think, is uh, Holly Weiss. Holly Weiss. There's a good one. There you go. So, like, Jackson, do you, do you remember them all? Yeah, I know Ori was the big uh, one. I've been, I've been running through the years in my head. Um, 08 and 08's escaping me, but okay. I, I, I don't remember if there were different heads of drama because I know there used to be, like, an Olive Bet play and a Gimel Dalid play, but I think it was right. all the same head. I think in 09 – might have been a cousin of one of the people who was in my Dalid. Wasn't Jackie uh, Nabel? Jackie Nabel took uh, yeah, was Jackie that a drama one year? Yep, Jackie, yeah, maybe. Uh, Twenty ten. I'm trying to remember. I can tell you the, what the plays were that year, but uh, oh, no. I know that's starting. A, yeah, in, that, 
That's uh, that you can name the plays, yeah, because that's part of this too. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, in uh, in 2010, I was in uh, Peter Pan, but I believe first month it was The Wizard of Oz. 2011, I know it was um, Evan Curhan. He was the head of drama, and the plays mm-hmm. were Fiddler on the Roof first month, and then Mulan second month. In 2012, the uh, head of drama was Helena. All oh, right. Yeah, Helena Goldstein. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but they did. Um, she thinks yeah. Instagram is made for her. <laughs> she posts um, all the time. 2013 and 14, it was Ori. Um, and we did Alice in Wonderland first month, The Prince of Egypt second month. That was great. Ari, Ari Kornreich and The Prince of Egypt, one of my favorite things ever seen on Levine stage. It was great. Um, and then 2014, it was Ori again. They did Frozen and then they did Monsters University. 2015 was Lou Newington. That was my first year on staff. I loved working right. with Lou. Yeah. Um, and the plays were um, Bye Bye Birdie, I think, first month. And then second month, it was Shrek. Right. And right. then 2016. With uh, Tarlin. Uh, the youngest Tarlin was a star. Max. Yes, that is true. Max Tarlin was the star. I was the oldest one. Tarlin's counselor. At one point, oh, there you wow. go. Connected, connected, connected. <laughs> you, know, you know, Jackson, you mentioned Evan Curhan, which I just would be would wouldn't want to miss. I mean, the, the diversity of what that family brought to YJ, uh, unbelievable. From, from Evan, you know, on the drama side, and you know, and everything he brought to to, to Jake and you know his his athleticism, and and it could turn out that in the end, if you look at it, Jake Curhan might be one of the, the best, if not definitely one of the best athletes to ever come through YJ. Um, oh, you know, for like, sure. I mean, Jake Curhan in 2008 was my first bunk buddy, and he slept on the top bunk above me. And that would not uh, work he was, today, I'll tell you. <laughs> that would not work today. No, by uh, by my doll summer, he had to have a custom bed in our bunk. Yeah, uh, I remember. Curhan. I remember. Yeah, it was him, and then like, a couple of dollars later, a guy named Ben Katz, who was like 6'9". Yes, that's we, true. Like, we call it the Curhan rule, the Jake Curhan. And, and don't discount Noah. Noah no, Curhan, no, really solid, solid counselor, solid camper. Really fun to have around. Yeah, and they and they're they're they live on right now with Sasha Catino. He's a third year staff member, so it's great that the Cur, the Curran family. Greg, the father, was dollar seventy six, and Julie, who's Sasha's mom, was dollar eighty. So that's that's almost what forty five years, forty four years. Wow. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Right, let's let's get a uh, move on to drama. Let's go. Let's talk program. Peach, can we? Peach, you want to start in '96? Well, yeah, we'll try that. But I, I did want to add that the, um, you know, there, when we talk drama, you know, when I was towards the end of the time I was camp, I can't remember what year, but they did Once Upon a Mattress, and at the end oh, of the, yeah. at, at the end of the play, they all chanted, "It wasn't the P, it wasn't the P, it wasn't the P at all." And I want to say for like the next three or four years after every single play, didn't matter, that was the chant at the end of every single play that the entire audience just started chanting. And it was, at, you know, uh, just one of those moments of like, like we have to remember that play and that chant. Like we, it, it was, you know, it was just always a fun kind of throwback. Anytime I thought of, you know, plays at camp. And right. And that's funny. Cause that's the whole camp doing that together. Yeah. And that's great. That's, that's what, that's what camp's all about. Right. That's a great example of camp. Um, you know, I can, I, I can do some of the programmers from, you know, from my era, but you know, this isn't about me. This is about you guys. So, so Peach, you started in 96, and I think that's Jeff Cohen, Toby Herman? That's definitely Jeff Cohen. I believe that's Toby Herman. I'll be honest. Uh, I knew the male programmers 
probably a little bit better as a camper than, than the female programmer. So no worries, no worries. Uh, and then the next year, I believe it was going to be uh, this Rachel or Racheli, I can't remember her name. Um, and it was supposed to be this guy, Mike Williams, who actually was my counselor. And I want to say two days into camp, he, he, he left um, of, of his own decision, I believe. Um, and they uh, made John Weiser, who I believe at the time was a, like a second year counselor. Maybe I'm missing my years up. Um, the programmer. That may have been, wow. that may have been in 98, actually. That may have been 98 that they did that. Um, but I, I could be off on that one because Jeff may have been still been programmer in 97 too. Right. Uh, right. So that, I think that was 98 when that happened. Uh, and then 99 uh, was uh, Robbie Carr. Um, yeah. And I don't remember if Jamie was there that summer with him or not, but definitely in 2000 was Robbie and Jamie. Uh, and then okay. 2000, 2001 uh, was my brother, Aaron Goldstein and Jamie. Uh, and then the next summer, because Robbie led the trip in 2001, he came back in 2002 and was programmer. And I believe that was the last year Jamie was programmer. And then in 03, I think it was Mike Gorski. Correct. Jen Siegel. Correct. Um, and then in 04, it was uh, Garrett and... Garrett Friedman from Dollar 98, yeah. And I'm trying to remember who he was with. Uh, she's head of tennis this year. She's head of tennis this year. She's She was head of girls area from 07 to like 13. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, yeah Sarah, exactly. Sarah Zachary. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, and Sarah did it she's in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 05, she did it with Wayne Pritzker. Yeah. 06, 06, one of my best friends in the world, uh, Alex Macnow with uh, Lara Levine, who was my uh, my co-captain. I know we're going to get to that one later. It's uh, Yeah, yeah. 07 was Ben Broad and – no, nope, sorry. No, it was no, Jen, no, no. Jess, Jessica Novick and, and Avi Lasser, uh, who are yeah. – and they're now married. Uh, that's a great connection. Uh, wow. oh, and then that gets to 08 where, yeah, that's where yeah. my knowledge starts. Oh, yeah, do you so, want to pick it up here, yeah, Jackson? Up there, Jackson. Uh, I know 08 was Ben Broad and Alyssa Shulman. Correct. You get to 09 with Evan Abrams and Rachel Kornreich. Correct. 2010, you started with Avi Lasser and Shana. Was that her name? Yeah, Shana Drury, yeah. Um, and then Avi became head of boys area and then Abrams stepped back in, I believe. Yes, that's true. 2011, you had uh, Boogie and Carly, Carly Davis. Yeah. Uh, 2012, you had Boogie and Kayla Kornreich. Bingo. My Doll at Summer in 13, we had Ethan Salmon and Rachel Moltz. Score. Um, 2014, it was Sam Blumkin, Rachel Nieves. Yep. 2015, it was Michael Handler and Michelle Sandler. Yep. 2016, it was Alon Shinar and Melly Joseph. Excellent. 2017, it was Melly Joseph and Ben Breyer, Bambi. Yeah. 2018, my doll, my doll at summer, my last year as a doll counselor, it was Ari Kornreich and Kayla Friedman. And then last summer, 2019, it was Ari Kornreich and Kayla Handler. That is correct. Very good. And this, then this summer, it would have been Jambi, Jason Breyer, and Kayla Handler, I believe. Well, now it's Jambi and uh, Lauren Stahl. Kayla's, oh. Kayla's being a bunk counselor. Uh, because she's got other commitments this summer and uh, she's still, uh, you know, key part of the team, but it's Lauren's wearing that, uh, you know, if, if they're called the programmers, 
I don't know. Everyone's got a different title this summer. It's great, but it's very good job, guys. That's that's a lot of programmers right there. Sounds uh, like there's you know, a lot I'm, of Kalas in Ari's life. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Sounds like there's yeah. a lot of Kalas in Ari's life. Yeah, just a couple. Kayla Hanner, Kayla Cornrush, Kayla Friedman. So, Peach, I, and, I, and I try to, and Jackson, I try to talk to Dave Singer a little about this, but his memory is a bit fuzzy, you know, that <laughs> CYJ uh, basketball tournament started in 1981. Now, we won the first four tournaments, 81 through 84. We lost my doll summer. I didn't play basketball, and I still don't play basketball. We won the next four, 86, which was a great team. A lot of my friends were on that team, 87, 88, and 89. And when I was a dollar counselor, guess what? They lost again. And then they won it in 91. And for argument's sake, I think they won it in 92. And this is where my memory fades. So whatever you can fill in, Peach and Jackson, can you can you name the other championships? I know there was a drought at one point. Yeah, so I, I can tell you that uh, I can tell you that they won in '95. Uh, my brother told me that, and then I started. So I don't know about '93, '94. Okay. '96 they, they lost. '97 they lost. I remember. I, I I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it might have been uh, John Arkin had a sh- corner three that he missed, and he claimed he got fouled. Uh, that there was a no call that would have sent them to the finals, I believe. Uh, so, but that was 97, 98 um, or 96, by the way, they, they had a really good chance to win, but their best player, um, Joey, I can't remember his last name, had a bad practice before the tournament and punched the pole and broke his hand and was, out, and was out for the <laughs> tournament. And, and, and Joey actually was uh, my second waiter of the summer. Brian Kesselman that summer uh, was my first waiter and was relieved of his waitering duties. I believe he had stole the number three sign uh, from the uh, dining hall. And he <laughs> was asked, sounds like something he would do. <laughs> and asked to no longer waiter. So then we had Joey, but then Joey broke his hand. So we ended up with Kara uh, uh, Levitt. Um, yeah. So we... So I had three waiters and I was so bad at the game. I cleared every meal. So that, yeah, <laughs> that that's a little bit of peach from 96. Uh, but uh, yeah, so 97, uh, 98, they had a good team, but uh, I, I think they lost in the finals. Uh, Mike Maya was on that team and uh, actually Ken's neighbor, uh, the Spiro, Joey Spiro or Alex, Alex Spiro was on that team. Alex Spiro, yeah. 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 Uh, the, uh, an attorney. Yeah, uh, a very good one from what I understand. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, and then 99, they won. Uh, and and no no insult to Jared Jacobson and that team. That was a, that was a year where there was no Avoda or Bowercrest in the tournament. Uh, but uh, that 2000, we were awful. I, I don't even think we made it past. I think we might have gone 0-2. Um, I was on that team. 2001, we were uh, we, we were much better, uh, and we went all the way to the finals, but we did lose to Yavna, a bunch of uh, friends of mine at the time, Avi Minder, Eli Zaret, Ari Rodenstein, uh, Mike Sokowitz, uh, were, were all on that team, kids that uh, had, I'd gone to Jewish day school with. Uh, and then 2002 began the, the, the run on championships. Uh, with uh, B- Bency Rubin and Aaron Staples-Smith and Ben Lambert uh, kind of leading from Dalit, but Zach Rosenberg also on that team. Uh, so they won in, in 02 and 03. Uh, 
they won, and then um, I think Natan hit the big shot in 03 FC. Is that right? I, I uh, sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all I remember is uh, like I got to camp, and all they were talking about was does, does Zach Kazin have mono, and that was going to affect the senior <laughs> senior hoops team. Scott was talking about. I'm like, who is the? Who are these guys? And <laughs> thankfully, I get those guys to Israel the next year. And anyway, yeah. keep going. Uh, oh, 04, we won. A.B. A. Rubin, uh, Jonah Fay, uh, Ben Lichman, um, Ari Kriegel leading that team. And then 05, uh, I pulled out the Jordan rules on, uh, on Craig Rodenstein, my buddy Ari Rodenstein's cousin from Bowercrest. Uh, and, and we won in overtime uh, at, with the lights going out. It turned into yeah, the sun going down. Yeah. Yeah. The, it turned into the evening activity that night. I, uh, I still remember the fans cheering, Corey will eat you, uh, about Corey Rich every time Corey he Rich. grabbed a rebound. The, the, the guy was just the – eyes, the eyes on his face were just uh, – was, was, was it Keith Summers hit the shots with the uh, sun going down, the yeah, free yeah, throws? Yeah, Keith Summers didn't miss a free throw with, like, no light to, to see it all. It was amazing. It, Amazing. It, it was just unbelievable. Wow. Uh, like nobody could see the clock or hear the clock. We had to hold the fans back and do the countdown for the last 10 seconds. Uh, definitely one of my favorite memories of being on staff. 06, uh, we, we, we didn't have a great team, unfortunately. And that ended the, the four-peat at that point. And then 07. Yeah, and I 0- believe – oh, sorry to, sorry to cut in, but I believe 05 – was the last year, and then the drought continued my entire time as a camper. Oh, wow! Yeah, that very that that may very well be the oh oh seven. They lost in the finals. There was a, there was a whole scheduling issue, um, and we actually had to leave the court as a camp and eat dinner because of the scheduling yeah. issue. That that, that right. there's a lot of people who are not a a big fan of that one. I remember um, Zach Rosenberg was so upset. <laughs> It's like, uh, can we eat at the courts? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> eight. We also lost in the finals. We, uh, t- we had another really good team, but uh, couldn't pull it out. And then, um, oh, nine, I think they missed the tournament. I was actually, that's the year. Swine I oh, nine. The Israel trip. Swine oh, nine. But, but, but Eric would always remind me that they, that they didn't get to play the tournament their Dalit summer. That's right. That was uh, talk about pandemic. That was Swine 09, uh, no senior hoops. And, and honestly, from there, my memory probably gets fuzzy. I, I think the I don't think they won it again, and I, and I don't remember the particulars till till the summer that I wasn't there, which would have been I guess fifteen when Scott coached them. Yeah, yeah, I can take over from there. I I just know that we there were high expectations my Dalit summer and the year before with like. Um, in 2012 with like Asher Bean and Seth Opper and, you know, uh, Jake Curhan and Ethan Katz were on the team as upper Gimel campers. And then uh, my doll at summer. I mean, now you have to think anyone, any team with Jake Curhan playing any sport is going to win. Um, but I think we got out in like the second round. And I just remember 2015 was my CA summer on staff and I was, uh, I had Monday day off. And of course my first like day off uh, or sec, maybe second day off or something, whenever the tournament was, I missed us winning the tournament for the first time in like 10 years. Um, but I know that we won in 15 for sure. Yeah. 15 was a very good team. That was Jambi who could not miss a free throw. And they had uh, Andrew Gershon and Gabe Niesenbaum or Upper Gimmel and they, they, 
the way Scott coached them, he serve, he can uh, contain their energy until and he let them really let loose as the tournament went on. It was really really yeah. remarkable job. And also, but also on the girls' side of that, 2015, we did a, it was a clean sweep. I know we won senior girls as well. Um, at least I believe we did because yeah. that was the Lauren Stahl went off that year as well. She was like playing with a broken hand or something and was still scoring up and down the court. Oh, that's awesome. And then the last few years, how have we, how have we done? I think we won again in 17. I think we lost in 16 and we won in 17 with uh, Bowden Pollock. Ah. That, that team. So um, Itzy, is the, is the 15 win with, with Gershon, is that the first father-son title? Did, did Dave win? Yeah, Dave happened? won in 86. Um, yeah, when Sam was, I don't know, if, I'm going to say Sam Pollock was on the team in 81. If Bowden won, that'd be the second one. That's a good good one. Justin Radner and David Radner from 86 as well. Uh, so that's pretty much on the hoop side. Can we move on, guys, or do you want to see, keep talking hoops? No, we can move on. Just don't move on the girls' tournament in uh, 2005. Oh, the girls' tournament was great in 05. That was with uh, – we had a problem on the court. There was the Schwartz. They kept calling the foul on Schwartz. And it was and and you know there was a Schwartz on Telno and there's Schwartz on Tevier or YJ or whatever and they're like Schwartz you fouled out they're like which Schwartz only at a Jewish camp. Peach, good memory, good memory on that one. That was hilarious. We actually had to call like Marcy and Marcy had to call Ken to figure this out. <laughs> only a Sudoku with Schwartzes. So let's talk Maccabi guys. We'll go a little longer because uh, you know we're we're well into this. How did Maccabi and, and, and Jackson, I'll put the first question to, to you. Do the colors of the shirts mean anything? Now that's an excellent question. And I don't, I don't really know. There's always talking going on behind the scenes, what the campers think the colors mean, what the counselors swear the colors mean. Uh, I, I can tell you who was captains for which team, but I can't, I don't know if I am uh qualified to talk about if the colors mean anything all right i'll I'll, I'll save you that the colors mean nothing <laughs> nothing it's just random and, you know now when now of course it's in our heads but jackson you and i also think that if you're on the blue team you should be on the blue team for life but that's a whole nother story yeah that's it we can get into policy issues later. Yeah, exactly all right let's start pete you want to play this can you can you name captains from way back oh wow um, so I wasn't there in, in 96, but I, okay. I, do, I do believe that Sam Hawkberg was a captain back in 95. And I believe Sarah Zacker was right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Zacker right. was white and Hawksburg was green, I believe. And, and, sure. Dan, and Dan Gorski was the captain of the yellow team. And I think Dan Weber was also a captain in 96. So, um, but I, you know, yeah, again, I, we can I, reference I, yearbooks. Yeah. I, I wasn't there. Um, uh, Bell, what was what was Nurse Jody's daughter's name? She she was Courtney, a Courtney. Courtney. Courtney was a captain in uh, in ninety seven um, with Jesse Rosenthal. They were my captains that summer. That was my first Maccabi. Uh, that was a first month break as well. Um, oh, how did it, yeah? Let's go. How did it break? Ninety seven. Oh, so they uh, Ken played a radio clip. Um, that from I think somebody from WBZ had recorded. That I, I know who broke, that yeah, that basically broke Maccabi up. But some of the counselors thought it said that there was like a war in Israel. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it was ill fated. Dave Herman actually recorded it. Dave, 
who was sent back. It was invalid uh, 17. Dave actually recorded it up at camp. He had just happened to be visiting. And yeah, you're right. You know, something like people thought a war had broken out. So it was, it didn't really go over that well. Right. Um, 98 was Hakuna Makabia, which was that, uh, mm. that they recorded over the Lion King when it got to Hakuna Matata. Uh, they they sang Hakuna Makabia, the the programmers did, and uh, Matt, uh, let's see, Matt Lewis, Dave Flagler uh, were, were were captains. Uh, Dave Pratt probably. Pratt, yeah. Um, Teddy Mac. Teddy Mac now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else off the top of my head. I, I, well, let's, I, let's, let's talk about best breaks then in, in the last. Okay, that's right. I do want to mention that Matt Lewis gave an epic speech that year in which he said that uh, now Michelle Kesselman should be a model. Um, I, I will always remember that speech uh, from Matt Lewis. Oh, there. Michelle must have been touched. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, 99 was was well known for, for how bad the break ended up being. It was actually supposed to be a pretty cool break where I think during lineup they were supposed to drop these, have some guy drop balloons um, from a plane to to break it, and he he missed the target. Oh, you so, mean Rick? <laughs> oh, it was Rick, 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 Rick was in the plane, but I don't think that uh, was that Rick's fault. <laughs> Ken blames him. Ken, okay. Ken blames him all the time. Okay, well, so then they had to climb up on the roof of the dining hall and knock on the window with two signs that said Macabia over the over the windows on the, on the ceiling or the roof of the dining hall. So that one was pretty True. well known. Uh, 2000 was, uh, was awesome. Uh, I'm trying to remember though. I thought it was awesome, but maybe not. I can't remember that one off the top. How of did they break a year dollar summer? Oh, but, uh, J- Jamie pretended to be hurt in Lou Brown during a game of, uh, Bonkers, I think, which is an old uh, evening activity where you wow. used to get... I've, I've only heard rumors of bonkers. Yes, where you used to get hit with a, a sock full of flour by a counselor. Um, so, oh, can we play? <laughs> and I guess... I can't imagine why they would get rid of that one. Well, I, I, I think the flour was okay. I don't think the flour necessarily hurt anybody. Maybe when the counselors put other things in their socks. Um, <laughs> but anyways, Jamie pretended to be hurt. And then the next thing we know... Ken's SUV pulled down into camp and balloons popped out of um, p- popped out of the um, the trunk. The, the trunk. Sorry, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, and nobody saw it. That was that. I'm sorry. That was a pretty bad break. 2000, I think, was was Miss CYJ. As, as I think back on it, um, that was a, John Kaplan was a one Miss CYJ, and on the sash it said Maccabia. Ah, uh, that's a Miss CYJ is a activity of bygone now and we won't see that uh, ah. it's, we haven't done it in a few years yeah uh um, i can't you know oh three was oh two i wasn't there so you know i will we'll have to ben broad would have to fill us in on that uh but oh three uh was a was a morning break they they drove through the areas breaking macabia um rumor has my day off r- rumor has i think were that What's that, why, why oh, I was going to say, I thought, oh, okay. Oh. I thought um, O2 was the plane over Foster for Woodstock. That sounds about right. Again, I wasn't there. So the- <laughs> but it was, was in O2 first month and Woodstock's usually second month. So I thought O3 was first month. No, O3 was second month during the morning. Okay. And then O4, I was, 
We were no, we were. I was in Israel, so I don't oh, oh, yeah, oh four was second month. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the evening activity was, but they backed the truck up into uh, they backed Neil's truck up into Levine. Um, oh right. At the end, in the middle of the evening activity, and 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 broke Maccabi out. And I remember Dave Pratt was on the mic, and he was like. Hey YJ, it's Maccabi, and he was so excited that he got to say that. He, Who got to say it? Dave Pratt, because he was hosting. Oh, that. He was hosting whatever evening activity that was that night. Well, uh, the next year was the uh, fortune cookie with yeah. uh, 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 Dina Freed was our wa- waitress, and she opened the fortune cookie and said Maccabi. And Danny Kammer, uh, who was at the head table, had a waterfront that year. He also opened it simultaneously, and that's how it broke. And and that was actually cool because you saw the wave of excitement go over the dining hall and that that's always a cool thing to see uh, watch out weird thing that year it was, was that they broke Maccabia when Gadna had come back right yes i've heard right. about that was that yeah. they sent Gadna to hotels or something yeah, yeah without wallets without money ask carl carl Truman will still, still is a 15 years later will still not top it, talking about this i do uh, that was the one year i actually knew when Maccabia broke and they they, they Wayne Goldstein, that was his first year as head of Judaica, and he had to go to Israel at the end of the summer. So they actually asked me to kind of run Judaica for the last two weeks. Uh, Wayne had put together the program and then me run it. And Wayne in my like pre-camp meeting with him was like, yeah, so you don't have to worry about these two days. Uh, it, it's going to be Maccabia. Um, and I think that was maybe the last time that they told Wayne that you know, <laughs> yeah, was going to be too. So that, so that's that summer. I was like, oh, it's going to be tonight. <laughs> I don't know, guys. We only have a few more minutes. Hey, this we could go on forever. On there's so many subjects that we haven't even talked about, like dog themes and area heads and Israel trip leaders and. We can um, we do part two another time. It's sure, sure. This is this, there's no, there's no rules, right? As long as we keep it clean and 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 have fun with it. But let me ask you guys a couple of things. You know, my favorite break was 08 with the helicopter. Uh, Peach, you were you were working with me in the area. We were also playing a game of assassins, a staff game during that time. And uh, the helicopter land. It was supposed to be like a night out, and it, it was a total you know too fun. Well, yeah, camp. they. they, they... They broke night out first, and they brought everyone out to the buses and their YJs, and then they landed the helicopter on Foster Field. That's exactly right. So as the counselors are being, uh, the captains are being announced, I went in a girls' area, and the girls' OD happened to be my target and assassins, and she was an Israeli counselor. I don't remember her name, but I got her. And I come back out, and I'm like, where is everybody? They're like, oh, everyone went up in the air in the helicopter. And Peach is like, where were you? You could have gone in the helicopter. I'm like, oh, I've never been in a helicopter. So that was a good ride. Um, Ken and I had a good ride in that helicopter back. Jamie and him landed it, and Ken's like, "Hey, hop in for the ride back." <laughs> yeah, I was so jealous, but you know, it was worth it because I had the most, uh, you know, uh, assassin points or whatever at that point. But anyway, so uh, so you, uh, here's a couple questions, and we can talk about the other breaks if you guys want. But what are you guys' favorite moments of uh, uh, things that we don't see anymore, like step songs and schmerls? Do you guys remember that kind of stuff? The Bagel Sunday, which we do now. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the step songs were always fun because it was, you know, the counselors really got to show off kind of the, their, their creativity. We really had an, an open hearted laugh at each other. Um, you know, you know, all, all the counselors got poked fun of at some point in another way, it, in a, you know, in a, in, a, in a really loving kind of way, but it showed off the creativity um, and it really brought the staff together. I, you know, I, I think step songs was one of my favorite parts of of being a counselor and, you know, a part that I kind of missed out on a little bit as I became uh, an administrator 
uh, you know, because the steps were really kind of for the staff. Right. They don't do that anymore. They hang up not there. <laughs> I don't even know what a step song is. Right. Well, Jack, Jack what used to happen is like a group of counselors. The counselors you would, would hang on the steps after they came back from, you know, Applebee's or wherever they were on the night out. And if you and people would just gather there and then Peach, I don't know what the first one was, but they would do they would write like little funny songs and make fun of each other. Like what, you know, um, uh, what's the one I think of? Uh, Emily Rosen was a counselor, and then they were like, "We'd like to stick our toes in Emily Rosen or something like that." It was frozen in anything that rhymed with Rosen. Yeah, and that was yeah. you know stuff like that. You, you know, the other one that I loved was the morning show uh, on WCYJ. Like that was that was something that the oh. campers could have fun with, but also you know the the counselors really enjoyed too. There was, you know, it was just it was just a fun time, that, and they had different guests and different people lead it. Um, and I, you know, I really thought that the mor- the morning show was like really made Campa its its own kind of city. You know, like you know, everyone's driving to work and listening to, to the same radio show. Everyone's cleaning the bunk and listening to the same radio show. Yeah, we always used to turn our big radios in the bunk to eighty eight point one WCYJ. Uh, when we started with Super Six Forty AM, Super Six Forty, I was a god don the first year uh, of in nineteen eighty six of the radio station, which will be a, a show, a future show coming up here on the All Things YJ podcast. My guests this week have been Peach Goldstein of the Dollar One and Jackson Bunis of Dollar Thirteen. Just the tip of the iceberg with uh, camp history here the last twenty five years, guys. Any la- last parting things you or any stories that you didn't get a, a chance to talk about today? You want to add in? Um, I, I just got to give a shout out to my favorite banquet I've ever seen, which was either in 2010 or 2011. It was the Camp Old Judea, where the entire Mans Area staff turned the dining hall into like a senior living home and they were all old men and they would walk as slowly as humanly possible to get food and bring it back. Um, and from a camper's perspective, it was so frustrating. All we wanted to do was eat and we were not getting food. But having been on staff now, I just have to think, wow, it must have been so much fun to do something like that. And I hope that uh, people continue to have ideas like that to you know, keep making camp uh, an unbelievable place to be and a super fun thing to look back on. Yeah, that was like Mike Zisman and Josh Sternberg. I remember that one. Well, that was a really good one. That was a good banquet. Peachy, anything for you? You, you know, I, I just want to say, you know, now having been gone from YJ for, you know, six years, having had the opportunity to, uh, you know, work at a, a few different day camps, uh, had gone and have gone and visited some other overnight camps. Uh, you know, I, I first of all, I just believe so strongly in Jewish uh, camping and, and especially the overnight camp experience. But there is something still so unique about the YJ experience, the YJ family. Uh, and I'm just, I, I guess, so grateful that I, I was a part of it. I, I got to be a part of it for close to 20 years. And, you know, I've made so many friends that I'm still in contact with and, and so many role models that, uh, you know, I can still talk to and reach out to on, on a regular basis from, uh, you know, counselors to uh, you know, even some of their counselors that I eventually got to know when they would come back to YJ and be like, Hey, I've heard stories about you. Uh, it, it's, it's just a really unique and special place. And, and I'm grateful to do this podcast with, with both of you and, and grateful to, to, to be a part of the YJ family. Awesome. Thanks again. Of course you guys are great modern day historians. 
Guests appearing on All Things YJ get a free ride around Babusik Lake from Carl when he feels up to it. And you get your choice of whatever candy bar you want next time you visit Canteen at CYJ. Also, don't order celery because we don't have it. Thanks again for listening to All Things YJ. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.
people.